0: Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for the NCC podcast. God is doing so many great things in our community and I trust that he's doing great things in your life as well. And I trust that God is going to speak to you through this message. Well, here we are as we are nearing the close of 2022 and at North Point, we have said that 2022 is our year to That's right. It's our year to advance, and we are not going to stop advancing until this year is over. And we've been talking about this year, what are we advancing into? That we are advancing into abundance. We are advancing into the life that Jesus said was possible. And as we've kind of brought this year to a close, we've kind of closed it in this little mini-series that we started just a couple weeks ago. And this mini-series has been revolving around this idea or this question. If you haven't been here or been able to watch online the last few weeks, it's been revolving around this idea or question, what matters most? What matters most? And this really came from when I was getting on the plane last month to fly to Southeast Asia and the onboard welcome video from Delta Airlines, they said, here at Delta Airlines connecting you to what matters matters most and as I was sitting there thinking I was like wow Delta Airlines knows what matters most to them and what matters most to them is connecting me to what matters most to me which then brings the question what really matters most to me and so I became very reflective and and I was sitting there thinking about what really matters most to me and, and I and then I was thinking about the guy next to me, and like he's like not even paying attention. I'm like, hey, bro, you need to be thinking about what matters to you right now. And I started thinking about, is anybody else on this plane having this spiritual, mental, and emotional experience that I'm having, wondering what really matters the most in life? And then I naturally went to the next question, because as a Jesus follower, if you ask yourself the question, what matters most to me, the follow-up question is this is what matters most to me matter most to God. And it was there that I found myself going to the book of Philippians because I think that this is what the Apostle Paul, a leader in the early church, was trying to communicate to the church of Jesus Christ there in a place called Philippi when he wrote this letter to them and he says this. He says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. There's another translation that says it this way, that you will see the difference between what is important and what is not and choose what is important. Paul says, I pray that your love will overflow. I pray that you will grow in your knowledge, and I am praying that you will grow in your understanding because I want you to understand and know what really matters. Paul says, I want you to be able to see the difference between what's important and what's not, and I want you to choose What is most important? You see, this is not just a prayer that we should read in the Bible, in the book of Philippians. This is also a prayer that we should pray every day for ourselves and a prayer that we should pray over our families. You say, okay, why should we pray this every day? Because we don't always see or always choose what matters most that was an opportunity for you to get an agreement and be like, yeah, this dude, he knows me. <laughs> How does he know this about me? Because this is our human experience. Right. That we don't always see, and if we do see, we don't always choose what matters most in the moment. And we've been saying this over the last few weeks, but let's just think about it for a moment. We get ourselves in trouble the most when we lose sight of what matters the most think about your own life. You you get yourself in the most trouble when you lose sight of what matters the most. But do you know the opposite is also true? And that is that we find ourselves fulfilled the most when we focus on what matters the most. We find ourselves fulfilled. The most. I mean, think about it. Whenever you're serving and forgiving and loving and you're going over, like you feel so fulfilled. You're like, oh, my God, the burden has been lifted. Oh, God, I feel so good right now. I wish I could feel Why? Because you focused in that moment on what really mattered most. And when we focus on what matters most, we find ourselves most fulfilled. You see, it's going to be hard for us to live a life that ultimately matters if we aren't making decisions based upon what matters most. And John Maxwell, a former pastor and leadership and kind of life guru, he says this, he says, Life is a matter of choices, and every choice you make makes you. Life is a matter of choices, and the choices we make Make us. Let's don't overcomplicate life. Can can we say that 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 life is our the issues of life uh, and and the world around us, it it can be overwhelming. But one thing life does not need is us overcomplicating. (laughs) And so if you boil life down to its most simple element, I believe this is what you find. You find this. You find decision, direction, and destination. When you boil life down, this is what your life is. At its most simple place, your life is found in a decision that puts your life in a direction that takes you to a destination, to an end result. Think about it just for a moment. You make make a decision. Whenever you make that decision, now your life is moving in a new direction based off of that decision that you made. And every decision and direction has a end result or a destination. Now, sometimes this can be minutes or sometimes this can be months. But the decision is going to take you ultimately to a destination. Kirby Smart, the head football coach of Georgia, was speaking to the uh, University of Georgia Business School. And I caught this clip the other day, and it really resonated with me. And this is what he said. He said, there is only one path to success, making the right decisions. There is only one path to success, making the right decisions. Before you get all thrown off on the word success, he's not just talking about being a national champion, being an Olympic gold medalist, or or being the CEO of a Fortune 100 company, or living in a big house. No, no, no. Success is just the accomplishment of an aim, goal, or purpose. So it doesn't matter what your aim, goal, or purpose is. Success is just you accomplishing what it is that you really want. So there could be success in having a great marriage. There could be success in you starting or growing a business. That could be a goal, an aim, a purpose. The purpose of you living the abundant life, of you really living a life that is full and overflowing. And see, that aim or purpose that we are, that we are moving towards, that we desire, that, that aim or purpose, it typically comes out of a vision that we have for the future. A vision that we have for what is actually possible. A vision for what we believe that God can and will do in us or what he will do through us. Because whenever you take that word vision and break it down, it's really just a mental image of what your future will or could be like. So if we're really going to break it down and say, okay, that this is life, that life is decision that decision creates a direction, that direction is taking me to a destination, to an end result, then there's one thing that we really need to add at the beginning, because before we get to a decision, we really need to add the word vision. Because there has got to be something that you are making your decisions based off of. (laughs) So you need a vision or a picture of the future that you believe God has for you so that now you can make the decisions based off of the vision that you have for your future. See, once I commit to an overall vision, we could say what well, once I commit to what I ultimately want my life to be like, then my daily decisions they actually begin to narrow. Once I have a Clear picture of the vision for my future, my daily decisions actually get very, very limited. Let me let me explain what I'm talking about. If you have a spiritual aim, a spiritual goal, or a spiritual vision for your life, and that spiritual vision is just to make heaven, that's it. I mean, like, it's all you wanna do. Like you just slide in by the skin of your chinny chin, like whatever. Like I just wanna to go to heaven. Like that's all I want. There are gonna be decisions you make that will give you that end result. But maybe you say, well, I mean, I wanna I wanna have like a good life, like more good than bad, okay? Like I mean, I'm not interested in living like Jesus every day, but like I want more good days than bad days. Okay, like I, I I'm, I'm not like I'm not going to sell. Like I want to do some things God's way, but I, yeah, there's some things I want to kind of keep my way. Okay, if you want to kind of live that life, then there's going to be decisions that you make based on that vision or picture that you have for your life. Or you could say, no, I want to live. A full life. I want to live in the overflow of God's peace and God's joy. I want to live in the overflow of God's power and his purpose for me. I want to fulfill everything that he has for me on this earth. And if that is the vision and the picture that you have, then have me understand. There are different decisions you have to make to live that life than decisions you make to just make it to heaven. Even for, we can break it down and take it even into our life. Let's talk about your marriage for a moment. You have an aim for your marriage, a goal for your marriage, a purpose for your marriage. You say, I mean, I just want to just die married, bless God. I just want to stay married. Okay. There's going to be a level of decisions that you have to make to make that happen. I say, you know what, I just want like. Just like an average marriage, okay? Like just, I mean, just like good enough, right? Like good, more good days than bad days. Let's have some fun, take some good vacations, but I mean, you know, what? okay, then there's going to be decisions you make for that. But if you want an extraordinary marriage, if you want the marriage that is actually possible, there's going to be a different level of decisions that you have make. And that's why we have to put vision before decision. Because your vision for what you want and what you see and what you believe for is actually going to be the thing that determines the decisions that you make. Yeah, so good, so Nick Saban, the head coach at University of Alabama, said this. He says, if you want to be great, you really don't have a lot of choices. Because success takes what it takes. If you wanna be great, once again, don't get caught up in being great, like, oh, being a national champion or being that. No, no, if you wanna be great, if you wanna be a great husband, if you wanna be a great wife, if you wanna be a great parent, if you want to be a great business owner, if you want to be a great employee, if you just want to be a great human on this earth, then you really don't have a lot of choices. Why? Because the goal, aim, and purpose takes what it takes. And that's why I say your choices get narrow whenever your vision gets clear. Because there are certain decisions that great husbands make. There are certain decisions that that great business owners make. My choices get, my decisions get narrow whenever my vision gets clear and that's why we're talking about what matters most because if I'm not clear on what matters most, I don't have a clear vision of what I'm actually going for so my daily decisions are not going to be based on what matters most to me. They're just going to be based upon how I feel in the moment. And I think this is what, God was speaking to us in in Deuteronomy, and yes, he's talking to his people Israel, but I think God is also speaking to us through his word in Deuteronomy chapter 30, and we looked at it last week, but this is what God says. He says, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Now, notice that might live doesn't mean that they're just be alive because they're already alive. So when he says live, he's talking about living in the overflow that he created them to live in, to prosper in the way that God created them to prosper, that they would live that possible life. So he says, this is, what I, this is what I want you to understand, that it's before you, and I'm, I, I am cheering for you, and, and, and I'm here for you, and I want you to choose life so that you might live. Notice the choice comes before the result. The result is that you would live like the abundant life. He says, but there's a choice that you have to make before you're able to live in that result. He goes on, he says, you can make this choice. Watch this. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. So he says, you make this choice. The the, the choice is what? The choice is to love God. The choice is to obey him. And the choice is to commit yourself firmly to him. When you make this choice, guess what? Now the decisions get made for you. I'm making this choice based off the vision. I get a vision for who I want to be. I want to be a person that loves God, obeys his commands, and is committed firmly to him all the days of my life. I make that choice in my vision. Now my decisions get made for me. And yet here God says, this is the key to your life. Right. This is the key to you living the life that you want to live. And you see, Jesus had a, a very similar message, right, in the Gospels. Whenever you read the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, I want to encourage some of you to do that this week. Whenever you read that, what, what Jesus is basically doing in the Sermon on the Mount is he's eliminating the choices. He's eliminating choices based on the vision to be a disciple. He says, if this is what you want, if you want to follow me, if you want to be my disciple, then Jesus is just eliminating your choices. Because wow. this, this is what it looks like to follow me, and that is that you forgive. Wow. So he's taking the choice away. You don't decide, oh, am I going to forgive that person? Am I not? Oh, yes. You don't decide, like, am I going to pray today or am I not going to pray today? you don't decide am I going to trust God or not trust God because he says hey if God clothes the sparrow and 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 if he and if he clo- or if he feeds the sparrow and he clothes the lily then what do you have to worry about so like it, I'm, he's taking all the choices away are you, are you going to give to your local church he takes that choice away he's like yeah of course you're going to give and live generously he just goes on and on doesn't say You should pray about fasting. He says, when you fast, right? He's taking the choice away of like, do you fast or do you not fast? He's taking choice. He's eliminating choices based on what? The vision that says, I want to be your disciple. Just says, okay, great. Let me eliminate the choices for you. This is what it looks like if you want to follow me. These are the decisions you have to make. Even the first message that Jesus showed up with in, in Mark chapter one, when Jesus says, hey, here's the announcement. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. He says, here's what you got to know. Heaven has come to earth and it's come for you. Now what you need to do is you need to repent and you need to believe this good report. (laughs) This good news that I am bringing to you right now. That heaven is drawing near to you because God sees you cares about you, and loves you unconditionally. He says, and if you're going to see all this, you have to repent. That word repent, it, it's, it's, the Greek word is metanoia, which means the changing of one's mind, that you would change your mind, that you would reconsider, that you would think differently about God, about life, about what was and what is and what is to come, that you would begin to reprocess all of that. Why? Because when we start thinking differently, we start making new decisions. And new decisions take us in a new direction. And a new direction takes us to a new destination. And it all begins with a vision, seeing something, thinking about something in a way that you've never thought about. This is what Jesus comes and this is his message. This is what he comes and says I want to give you a vision through the good news about what is possible. See, that, that word repentance, metanoia, repentance isn't just you feeling bad about what's behind you, but it's you thinking differently about what's in front of you. The good news is twofold, that you are forgiven and you are free. <laughs> Many times we take the good news and like, yes, I am forgiven, but we forget, we forget the other side of the coin of the good news is that you are free, meaning that you don't have to live like you always lived because God can come in and transform you from the inside out. You are free from the power of sin. You are free from that old way of life. You are free from those old days. You are, you are forgiven and you are free. See, I don't just have faith that God forgives my past. I have faith, my past, but I have faith that God also forms my future. Does he forgive our past? Yes. Is that good news? Yes, but don't stop there. He is forming a brand new future for you. This is what the writer of Hebrews talks about in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, when he says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because if all you do is looking behind you at what has forgiven, and you're not looking forward into what he can do, you, you, you can't please God. And he goes on and explains why. He says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those. Everybody say rewards. He rewards those who earnestly seek him. What is is God communicating to us? God is saying to us, faith demands that we believe God is real and that he is a rewarder. Faith demands that he, not just that he is real and he's forgiven your past, but we have to believe that he is a rewarder In my future. See, sometimes the the biggest struggle for us is not in believing that God is real. And and sometimes we may have those struggles and some people might have those struggles. But that's not always our biggest struggle. Many times our biggest struggle is is this. In believing that God is more interested in catching us doing something wrong to punish us than he is catching us doing something right to reward us. So God is shouting. From heaven saying, here's what you need to know about me. I am real and I am really a rewarder. This is my identity. This is who I am. This is what I want for you. So you cannot just get caught looking into your past because if all you get caught is looking into the past, recognizing the sins that I have forgiven yesterday, then you're not going to get a vision for the future, meaning that you're not going to make the best decision for yourself today, putting yourself in the direction that's going to end in the destination that I have for you in your future. So God says, hey, you need to know that I am a rewarder. Now we don't get it twisted because he is a rewarder, he is also a corrector. But why is he a corrector? He's a corrector because he is a rewarder. Because he won't reward what's wrong. And God's wanting to do for you what he intends to do for you, and that is reward you. So this is why God comes in, and God comes in and corrects us, and God comes in and disciplines us, and God comes in and begins to do things in us. Why? Because God wants to be who he is in your life, and he says, I am a rewarder. I can't reward wrong, but if you will change these things in your life, and you will start to begin to see right, and you'll begin to be right, and you start doing right, then I will come and I will do what I promised you I would do. I would come and I would put a reward on that because that's who I am. And it's so interesting that this verse in in Hebrews chapter 11, about God being real and God being a rewarder and this faith that pleases him, this this verse is actually found in in a chapter of the Bible that, that we refer to as the hall of fame of faith. Because it is in this chapter that we read about the heroes of the faith, the heroes of the Bible men and women who actually lived out this verse of living by faith and pleasing God. We we read about Abel and Enoch and Abraham and Sarah. We read about Jacob and Joseph and, and Rahab. And still to this day, we are drawing strength and we are drawing courage and we are drawing wisdom from their stories. And what we could say about them is that they left a legacy. But what we should say about them is that they lived a legacy. We could say that they left a legacy because they did, but what we should really say is that they lived a legacy. Now, I understand the meaning of the word legacy is something that is passed on, but here's what I also know. You cannot pass on what you have not lived out. They passed on faith. As a legacy, because they lived a life of faith in the present. So I would like you to consider this today, that you cannot leave something greater than you lived. You can't leave. We wouldn't be reading about Abraham if Abraham didn't live Abraham's life. You don't get to make up a legacy at the end and say, oh, just put me in the book no, they, they lived a legacy, and because they lived a legacy, now we are reading about the life that they lived, and we are drawing strength and courage and faith and wisdom from the life that they lived. Did they leave a legacy? Yes, but they lived a legacy first. And the life they lived was great, so the legacy they left was great. Listen, your, your legacy is going to be the story. It's going to be the story that people tell. Your legacy is going to be the story that, that, that your family tells about you. It's going to be the story that your friends tell about you. It's going to be the story that your coworkers and your acquaintances, that they tell about you. But the legacy you leave is connected to the life that you live. So you have a vision for my future. I want to leave a legacy of the abundant life. I want to leave a legacy on this earth that Philip D's lived a life that is full that was full and he lived a life that was overflowing that he was overflowing with joy and peace and patience that he overflowed with God's grace and with God's power that he lived the life of wisdom and strength and that he constantly gave courage away that's the legacy I want to leave which means that's the life that I have to live You see, I believe you're sitting in this room today because you also want to leave a legacy. You want to leave a story on the earth that people will tell about you. And the simple reminder today is this. If you want to leave a legacy, you must first live a legacy. And I don't think there is anything more important than we could do. And that is why in 2023... Our word for the year is legacy. Because we're not just going to one day think about a legacy that we want to live, but we as a people, we as individuals, we as a community are going to say, no, we don't want to just leave a legacy. We want to live that legacy of faith. We want to live that legacy of courage. We want to live a life that is brave. We want to live a life that is full. We want to live a life that is overflowing. We want to live a life that looks like Jesus, that brings heaven to earth, that shines a bright light. Into the darkness That's how we want to live every day And if that's the life that we live That will be the legacy that we leave See this isn't just for you individually Is this word for you? Absolutely Is this word for your house? 100% But this word is not just for you individually This word is also for us corporately Because we will leave a legacy in Bozier City we will leave a story that people tell. And in 2023, we have these things up here because in 2023, we've got the school bus because we have adopted Title I schools. We have now adopted every Title I school in Bozier City. And that's not just us saying, oh, we didn't know. That is having the principal say, hey, we want you guys to be our first call. When we have a need, we're going to let you know about it. When we have a gap, we're going to see if you can fill it. We are going to reach out to you, and we're saying, we're going to do everything possible to meet your needs. We, we've adopted every Title I school. What does that look like? That looks like we're, we're feeding their hungry kids because every single weekend We have 300 food-insecure kids that are going home with meal boxes every single week. And, And we know that it's just going to become more and more. As the economy does whatever it wants to do, we are going to be prepared to give away more food in 2023 than we've ever given away before. And for the last 10 years, we've given away uniforms. We've given away brand new uniforms for now 10 years. And now we've adopted a brand new school this year that gave us all the schools. So, guess what that means? That means in 2023, we have the opportunity to give away more uniforms than we have ever given away before. In these schools, we want to provide mentoring for their kids. In these schools, we want to provide support for the teachers and the administration. We want to let them know, hey, we see you. We care about you. What you are doing is important, and we are standing with you. We are praying for you. We are cheering for you, and we will do everything we can to know that we are supporting you. Not only that, we've got in world missions. In three parts of the world, two parts of the world we can't even talk about because because of of where those regions are. But you need to know that you are supporting people reaching the unreached and unengaged people groups of the world. You are making that happen every single month. You are supporting teams that are on the ground, in-country missionaries, who are going to their own people with the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you know what we want to do? We want to send more in 2023. Because there's more unreached people groups. There's more unengaged people groups. And and we want to send people into those places with the only message of hope that this world has to offer. It's the message of Jesus Christ. There's going to be a story. There's going to be a story that the community tells. And you know what? I want the kids in this community to say, You know what? I don't know what kind of songs they sing on Sunday morning, but I know that they showed up with bags of food every Friday for me and my family to be able to eat. I don't, I don't know their theology. But what I do know is that they showed up every time that school started. And me and my brother and sisters, we got brand new uniforms every single year so that we could show up on the first day of class with dignity and respect. I want them to tell a story that says, I'm not really sure what happens inside that building, but I can tell you what North Point Community Church does outside the building. See, if we're going to leave that kind of legacy, then we've got to live that kind of legacy. If we're going to leave a legacy, then we've got to live a legacy first. Now, let's just back it all up as we close and the bank and come. Let's just, let's just remember where we all started, that life is about choices. Because what can happen is we can start getting overwhelmed thinking about leaving a legacy. Oh, God, that's like such a big word. And it's like, God, that's so that's so overwhelming and that's so complicated. Like my whole life, my whole life story, and I'm going to leave this legacy when I die. And what is my legacy going to be? And, and it can get so complicated. Don't get overwhelmed with legacy. Don't overcomplicate legacy. Just make the next decision based upon what matters most. And if every day... You decide, I will make my decisions today based upon what matters most. I promise you, you will live a legacy, and therefore you will leave a legacy. Because every decision you make is making you. And this is why we've got to get very, very clear on what is the vision for my life? What part do I want to play individually and corporately? What is the what does the vision look like? Because my decision is going to be based on my vision. I've got to get clear about what matters most to me in 2023 because I can't live a legacy or leave a legacy if I'm not clear about what matters most to me next year i got to know, I've got to know what matters to me because your decision will always get in alignment with your vision. Your decision will always eventually It might not be perfect right off the bat, but eventually, if you hold on to a vision and you don't let the enemy steal what you know is possible, and if you wake up every day and you fight to hold on to a vision that God has for your future and you see it clearer and clearer and clearer, your decision will eventually get in alignment with your vision, and it will put your life in a direction. And you will end up in a destination, a destination that leaves a legacy because you decided to live a legacy each and every day. In 2023, we're believing God for more in every way. We are believing God, we're gonna be able to feed more and know that that was, if you're like new to this community and you said, did they just say 10,000 meals for Christmas? Yeah, that's what you heard, 10,000 meals. More like 20, 20, 20,000 total, 20,000 meals total. It's gonna to put us like 100,000 meals this year. 100,000, we wanna do more in 2023. And that's why we've been talking about these last several weeks about we've got a dream. We've got a mission. And we're not done advancing yet. That's why we have our Advance the Dream offering to close out this year because we want to make sure that the kids get fed. We want to make sure that we have more uniforms for our new school. We want to make sure that we can do everything. We want to, we want to support the missionaries in these places. We want to do more than we've ever done. But here's the reality. We've got to be willing to sow in faith if we're going to reap in faith. And a dream. 2022 is not over, so we got to advance. We've got to move forward on purpose, with purpose, is what the word advance means. We're going to move forward in a purposeful way because we want to take what God has put in our hands where we say, God, I want to be generous with this because I want to sow into 2023 because I want to see this dream come to pass. I want to leave a legacy of generosity. So I'm going to live a legacy of generosity. I want to leave a legacy of caring for the poor. So I want to live a legacy of caring for the poor. I want to leave a legacy of clothing those who don't have clothes, feeding those who don't have food, giving water to those who don't have water. That's what you're doing in so many places around the world. That's what you're doing. Providing water wells where there is no clean water. You're changing people's lives. That's what I want to be a part of. I want to leave that kind of legacy on the earth. Which we got to live that kind of legacy in order to leave that kind of legacy. I want you to stand with me today. Here's what's about to happen we're going to sing a song, and it's not just going to be a chorus, it's going to be a full song. Because in this song, I really want to give you a moment to reflect. I want to give you a moment to reflect on what really matters most to you for 2023. I want to give you a chance to really get a clear vision. A clear vision for your year, realizing that that vision is going to lead to Decisions and our decisions is going to come a direction, and our direction is going to come a destination. We're, We're going to be singing and we're going to be worshiping, but I don't want you just singing the words on the song. I want you thinking about this vision for your year and this vision for your life. What really matters most? What kind of legacy are you going to live so that you can make sure that that's the legacy that you leave? I know some of you came prepared with your year-end offering today. We've been talking about this for weeks and you've been preparing for this and and you're ready to give that offering. I want to give that offering the way that we do every every week. You can either fill out an envelope and drop it in there whenever you leave, drop it in the boxes in the back, you can give online, you can text to give. But we're saying this is this, this is my advance the dream offering. This is my advance the mission offering. This is what I'm doing to make sure that we continue to live on purpose in the year of legacy. And as we reflect on what matters most and as we reflect on this vision for my year, realizing that my decisions are gonna come out of this vision that I have, what my life is gonna look like in 2023, you have not come prepared to give, I want you just to open up your heart and your mind to say, what do I want to give towards this? And maybe you give today. And as you leave today, we're going to give you handouts and it's going to have some information on it. There's a QR code so you can scan to give. You can do all of that later. You don't have to do that today. But I do want you thinking about what, what do I want to give to make this possible? What part of the dream do I want to play? What part of this mission do I want to play? What part of this legacy do I want to leave? So therefore, what part of this legacy do I want to live? I want you to bow your heads with me. In just a moment, we're going to sing. But before we do that, if you just say, Philip, I'm, I'm stirred in my heart. I'm stirred in my spirit right now. I'm stirred about what matters most. I'm stirred about getting this vision. I am I am stirred about this year of legacy. I'm stirred about living a legacy so that I can leave a legacy. And you say, right now there is something stirring. And I, I want to leave a legacy on this earth. I want to leave a legacy of faith. I want to leave a legacy of love. I want to leave a legacy... For my children, for my friends, I want to leave a legacy. And you say, Philip, if I want to leave that legacy, then I realize I've got to live that legacy. And in this moment, you say, God, I am all in to living the legacy that I want to leave. If that's you right now, I just want you to lift up your hand. Say, that's me. I am all in in living a legacy in order to leave a legacy. Come with that hand up all over this place. Right before we sing, I just want you to pray. I want you to pray this after me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know that I need you. I need your love and your grace. I need your power and your forgiveness. I believe you are who you say you are. And you can do what you say you can do. I am ready to live a legacy so that I can leave a legacy. Give me a vision, a clear picture for my future. Show me what's most important so that I can make my decisions based off of that each and every day. Father, I thank you for your word today. God, I thank you that you are good and I thank you that you are faithful and I thank you that you are meeting us right here in this place. And God, I thank you today that we are going to leave inspired. We are going to leave encouraged. We are going to leave full of faith and expectation about what you are going to do as we move into 2023. God, I thank you that this is a house that believes in giving generously. And God, I thank you that as we sow into this vision, as we decide to advance The dream God you always show up for people that show up to do your work on the earth and God I pray that you would show up strong and mighty in our hearts and in our homes and in our families God I thank you God that you are bigger than we could ever imagine and you can do more than we could ever think and God I pray that you would show up in all power and all glory God we give to you today in Jesus name come on let's prepare our hearts to worship now
1: You are the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord most high, your hidden glory beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. You didn't
2: Ago, Pastor Destiny talked to us about holy days. <laughs> holy days. Hmm. Today is a holy day. We set it apart. God has given our leader, our pastor, our coach a vision. A vision for our lives, a vision for this house, a vision for our city. And today we get to say yes to that vision. Come on all over this place, lift your hands. Come on, let's just respond. Yes. Just say yes. We say yes, God. We say yes. We choose to see past what we can see as destiny taught us this morning. We peek around the corner. (laughs) We see the impossible becoming possible in our bodies, in our minds, in our homes, in our workplaces, and in this city. First the eyes, then the life we see. Say yes. Father, we thank you for what you are doing. You are always doing more than we can see. And we are grateful. (laughs) But we are further grateful that you invite us into that unseen, (laughs) that adventure. We are ready. We're excited, God, about partnering with you to see heaven come to earth. In Jesus' name, come on, somebody say amen in this place. Thank you for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. For more content from NCC and how to get connected, visit ncc.team.